what is up you little freaking weirdos okay i have a guest on today which is a total different vibe than um the episode with brighton that i posted uh last week and i'm excited for it um i'm gonna be talking with megan heaton she is a I don't want to just put her in the category of a TikTok star because she is so much more than that, but I did discover her and many of you probably do um, know her from TikTok. So there's so much more than that, which you're about to find out. But I think the reason why I grabbed onto her and I wanted her on so bad is because I related to her in like the playgirl lifestyle, right? But now she is in a committed relationship and it was long distance and it I mean there's I'm gonna let her tell the story but um I'm super excited for this I do like the different turn that it's taking from like I said last week's episode and then also I am gonna add a little tidbit of something that's been on my mind personally after this so stay tuned for that and let's hear it from Megan hello hello Yay! Okay, we figured it out. It always takes a second. I'm like, okay, do I need to yeah. try again? Back yes, it works perfect. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, perfect. Great. How are you? How's your morning been? Oh, I'm so good. It's it's a great Sunday morning. I did not wake up hungover. Um, <laughs> so that's a that's a plus. And my boyfriend's currently on an 18 mile run. Oh my god! Training for a marathon, and so love that for him. Yeah, for him, not for me. So yeah, like two or three of those miles he can do for us. The rest he can definitely have. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And I've just been sitting here working, doing laundry, just just starting my Sunday off right. Dope. Okay, I want to jump into just obviously this is gay kept game and a lot of it is going Mm -hmm. to be relationshipy but before we get into that I want to ask like because I have been following you for such a long time honestly Mm -hmm. and I I want to talk about like when things began to like take off for you so like everybody I feel like a lot of influencers have that moment when they're like okay this is my reality now like this is gonna be my full time like did a certain thing like shift or happen to you and you were like okay I'm accepting this or how, how did that happen? Yes. Oh, I love this question because when I moved to LA from Arizona state, um, I thought it was going to be like a really easy transition and it was going to just, cause it's West coast to West coast. Like it would be super, super easy, super relaxing, like whatever. I'd be able to like make friends and find a job and make money and blah, blah, blah. And so I moved to LA with, I'd say like 40,000 followers. Um, oh my I kind of started taking off then. And this was like five years ago. So, okay, was this like 40,000 TikTok, Instagram? Like, what was the layout? Instagram. This was only Instagram at the time. Um, I was only doing Instagram stuff. And I really wanted to be on like the fashion side of like PR marketing when I moved to LA. And I would, I would go like, interview with all these PR companies. And they were just like, you have a following. Like, why don't, and you have good engagement. Like, why don't you? try blogging because you're not, once you try that, you're not going to stay with our company. So we need somebody that like, you know, they wanted somebody that was going to fight through it and stay with the company opposed to like a blogger who finding themselves and being like, okay, yeah, (laughs) exactly. And they're like, you just moved here. Like, just give it time, keep pushing. And I'm like, okay, so this is just the universe telling me like pursue the blogging stuff. Um, But I was trying to do it by myself because I didn't have any girlfriends out here and I didn't really understand the culture of like how you need other people to right. like their strength in numbers. So, you know, connecting with these girls, you know, going to events with them, getting collabs with them, like just stuff like that. That's what really, that was the, whenever I started connecting with other girls was when I finally felt like my moment came. Who um, were like in the similar business, right? Because I mean, yes. you can't move out there with a friend who just wants to, you know, not exactly. be an you know, so it's, I mean, now I feel like, you know, you can ask, you know, anyone around you, like, you want to be an influencer? And everybody's like, yeah, I mean, yes, they really yeah. driver, they really going to, we don't know. But I think that it was, I mean, it's a rare thing to even for one, find a true friend these days who would completely move with you. And then for yes. two who are into the same, you know, things. Well, yeah. And like the girls I went to college with, the whole in- Instagram thing, they, they didn't really get it. And so, you know, it, it does, it comes off very like selfish and like vain and whatever. Yes. Um, but at the end of the day, like the reason I like to do what I do is because I like to help other girls. Like I like to be like a role model or like a voice or be like, no, actually you can wear that. You actually can do that. You can move there. 
you can't right. date like, that you guy. Take that you can't go out and you yes. pour it into them. Yeah. For yes. Sure. And so it's like, as much as it does come off a bit pretentious, it's still, it's like, I feel like I'm serving girls that maybe feel a little bit lost, like maybe how I felt whenever I first moved to Arizona and then came to LA. But so that first year in LA was really pivotal for me because I was able to, you know, meet girls, get back into, or get into the blogger space and finally start to make waves and like be in alignment with what I was supposed to be doing. And that feeling that that didn't happen though, for a full year, like a full year of making zero money, living off my savings, trying to find jobs, trying to find like an agency, trying to like find girls that would like allow me into their like blogger group and allow me to come to the events with them and take photos with them. It's just like, it took a full I think that's year. so important to talk about too, because yes. you didn't just move there and shit popped off. Right. I mean, like you said, no. it took a year. And if you didn't have, like, you know, if you didn't have that drive or that saving or just anything, you know, like you had so many odds and factors working against you. And so mm-hmm. to keep doing it and be like, okay, I've been here, like, just being realistic as well. I mean, yeah. you weren't like, Hey, I've been here for four months why is shit not popping off you know right right and everybody you talk to when you come to LA they're like you got to give it a year you have to a full ass year you have to give it a year because like if you throw the talent early you'll never know if you could actually like be there and because it's a tough city and it's it's tough to like find your friend group because they're I mean I don't like to shit on LA but there are a lot of you know the the gaming side of the people where it's, it's very like clout chasing. It's very like stepping on shoulders just to get to the top. Like it's, it does, we, there is that culture here, but when you find the good ones, the good ones stick together. And I was so grateful when I finally did find that. And then things just started to take off. It was just like, it took one chance. It took one event. It took one like meeting with a brand. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, let's ride. And then, I mean, you value, you know, like those connections and stuff more, because if you were to go there and everything work out the first week, you know, the way that maybe you think that it should, or the way that you want it to, then, I mean, who knows, you know? Uh, Yeah, exactly. And also it makes me love LA a little bit more knowing that like LA and I had a little bit of beef when I first moved here. We, we were not, we were not like really getting along. And then, you know, we, we overcame our differences and now I love it here. And I just feel like it's the opportunity and like the, my, my, my people, like, I love my people. I love the things that I do. I love my city. Like it's, it's great. And yeah, I think for sure. I think this is the age of like, you know, you're, early and mid I mean there's no crazy cutoff on that but like this is the age where people are taking the chance on themselves and they are moving so even if it's just a different city not just LA I've heard something saying that give yourself three to six months to adjust so I really like that you yes. said that year mark because I mean of course LA is going to be different in comparison but um, I've kind of done that before right so like I've moved somewhere and I've been like why do I not I mean I, I brought all my things with me I have myself yeah. and I even have a few people that like I love near me and I'm like why does this shit not feel right and it's because right. we're adapting to change duh you know oh, 100% and I love that you said that because it's it's so true and I just think also as women <clears throat> we we don't get as much credit whenever we move away from our families or away from all of our friends mm-hmm. and I do think that it's it's just so shows so much strength and being able to adapt and make the best of any situation that you're in is is going to set you up for happiness throughout your life. And so yeah, and I think it's a misunderstanding sometimes, right? Because I mean, like you move away. And so you have that those family and those friends who stay and they're thinking, well, you're moving away from us, like you don't love us. and And the whole goal is to be able to better provide for ourselves and like you know what I mean yes and chase our dreams and well a hundred percent like so when I moved from um from Indiana to Arizona whenever I went to college at ASU um all my friends and family back home it, it, it was it was a lot of well, why? Like, why do you, why do you need to move across the country? Like, do you think you're better than us? Like, do you think yeah. that, like there, there was this, this assumption of my intention that was so, mm-hmm. un, so untrue. I just knew that I need, I needed to see what was out there. Mm-hmm. And it's like the minute I was in Arizona, that was one of the easiest, like seamless transitions I have ever I, I can't even believe it to this day. I'm like coming from some small shitty town in Indiana, <laughs> going to Scottsdale, Arizona. And just like the minute I was there, I was like happy. It was, yeah. it was the craziest thing. But then you would think from that, that move from Arizona to LA, you would think that that would be even more seamless because they're, they're four hours <laughs> Your apart. world was rocked, huh? <laughs> and I, my shit was rocked. So, 
so anyway, but, um, yeah, I, I love that journey. And I love that you mentioned like the whole family and hometown thing, because I struggled with that. Like I would come home yeah. on the holidays during college and I'd just be like, well, it so- makes you feel guilty, right? So yes. like, I mean, I'm not trying to blame them, but also for no. my, with the way that I say it and I try to make them understand as much as I can, but then you hit a roadblock and you're like, okay, we're speaking two different languages. You right. just have to accept that and that, that, that they'll see that. But I think that it's like, you guys don't want me to stay here because I'm sad and depressed and I'm yes. a, a shit to be around. And so exactly. Like you don't you not want me, me around. Go, yeah. Like, let me go, let me prosper. And then whenever I come back home for the holidays and do whatever, you will see a side of me that you actually want to talk to. Because if I stay exactly. here to make you, I did that for so long and I'm I actually kind of still doing it right now. And it's like, I'm staying, I'm like living my life for other people. And so because of that, yeah. the time that I'm spending with you that, you know, you want so bad, you don't really want it because I'm in such a bad mood. <laughs> right. Like you're not getting me at my full capacity because I am not internally happy. And I just, I love that you say And that's that more of a selfish true. effect too. Is, is, um, it's like, okay, so wait, but you guys want me to stay to make y'all happy, but yeah, I'm and selfish to make you more comfortable. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. Yeah. And, and it's like, the more you come back after being away, the like, the more distant it gets, the more you're on different pages with those people. And they're just really, they start to under, understand less and less. Yes. But I also think there's beauty in like communication with that. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, we have to be the ones I feel like that check in when we're moving away and, and make things like, I don't know, yeah. more tangible. And I think, so. Yeah. And for sure, like, as you grow older with like friendships and stuff like that, it gets to a point to where whenever you're younger, you don't really care about, not that you don't care about people's values, but the way that they live their life doesn't really affect you that much. And then as you grow into an adult, that's why I feel like I haven't had a lot of failed friendships or anything, but I have distanced myself from some people because I'm like, you know what, your way of life is so different than mine. And I just, that's okay. But like, it's, it doesn't respect my way of life to hang around it. (laughs) Right. Oh, a hundred percent. And as you evolve, like that's something that I notice the most is there are people that bring me energy. Like I, after I'm with them, I leave and I'm like, Oh, I feel, I feel like energized. Like you can feel it. Then there are people you're with them. And when you leave them, you're like, Holy shit, I am exhausted. I feel like they just pulled my soul out of my spleen. Like I just feel drained. And so something this year that I've been really like present with is how do I feel after I leave that person or I talk to that person? Do I feel Mm -hmm. like hyped up, ready to go? Or do I feel like they just sucked everything out of me? Um, And I think that that it's just, it's a really important lesson. And I'm like, it's crazy it's a how many hard one though if from, it's someone yes. that you really have you know had a connection with for so many years you maybe yes. have to it's easy you know to say that with someone who you've only met a few times it's like okay yep. I'm, not, I'm gonna cross her out or cross him out probably not gonna hang out with him anymore but whenever it's someone who you've known for years it's like okay you gotta let that happen a few times and then one day it hits you and you're like whoa I'm yeah. noticing a pattern here yes oh my gosh and those are the hardest ones because you're like <laughs> It's not like they're actually doing anything specifically wrong that you can be like, okay, yeah, like screw it off. It sucks because they're being themselves, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and you're just like, I'm sorry, we're just, we're outgrowing each other. And like, that's okay. And there doesn't need to be, it's like, love you from a distance. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And then it's their side of the story that is just, you know, obviously. Oh, she moved yeah. on and she's different now and she's better than us. And it's like, I don't even know how to understand that it was just our energy's not aligning anymore. So that's okay. And whoever yeah. believes it, that's okay too. Exactly. You just, you know what? I'm like, at the end of the day, the truth will come out and like, you have to just be settled in who you are and know that your intentions are, are good. And eventually that's what will show through, not the bullshit that whoever. For sure. For sure. Okay. I want to like kind of switch roles now and I want to talk about this may be a misconception on you if it is totally just like clock my shit, but (laughs) I want to talk about relationships and maybe how you used to be like a bit of a playgirl, maybe cold with feelings or not giving people a chance. Like how, how were your dating habits? Did you hang out with people often? Were you honest with them? Like what was your single girl life like? Oh my gosh. I love that you're bringing this up because we are coming up on my year anniversary of starting to date a a man and also (laughs) literally being plucked from the streets i know that was one of your tiktok videos and i was like oh my gosh there's hope for us yes as the female version of a fuck fuck boy that was Uh me um so a year ago like today i and grant knows all this my boyfriend now um basically i was i was dating around i was 
never taking anyone seriously. I feel like I'd been primed so many times by boys in the city from the minute I got here, like just constant, like hit after hit after hit trauma mm-hmm. after trauma, just like the dating life here in LA. And I feel like it's like this everywhere. I feel like I'm finally like at an age where I'm growing out of this maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe I just found like a man that I just can't even, I just can't even, don't even get me started on Grant and how he pursued me because <laughs> we could get into that. It was crazy. <laughs> but I mean, to get into detail. Yeah. I, I, I was seeing multiple people at the same time, but never really, it was never like intimate or it wasn't like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like. So you were not dating, dating with a purpose, right? No, no purpose. Zero purpose. Okay. Just kind of like. Were you secretly hoping that maybe something would pop off or did you truly not give a fuck? It was just a new experience meeting someone new all the time. To be honest, it was truly just a new experience. It was attention. It was very shallow. It was surface level. It didn't leave me feeling good at all, but mm-hmm. I just feel like, I'd been primed almost to like literally the fuck yeah. boys in LA, like taught me to be the fuck girl in LA. And so I was right. just like, I'm not taking any of you seriously. When someone comes and rocks my shit, then yeah. I will, I will pipe down. I then will, know. I will yeah, cut but it's it all. Like copy and paste of like the same situation over and over again. So yeah. And I meet someone and it's different. Right. Totally. And I was like, just trying to protect myself. And so I was like, you know what? hang out with you, hang out with you, hang out with you. I am not letting my guard down at all. I was cold as hell. Like, See, I I was doing that, and I feel like now I I can admit, like, I still am, like, 50-50 on that. I was 100% on that train, like, last year. And I think it was more so of, like – on it and, and I would meet people and they'd be like you're not telling me about yourself because you're scared and truly it was yep. not that it was yeah. not that I literally didn't get unless I was subconsciously doing it and like it was a you know like trauma response who knows but like I didn't go into it being like okay before I got out the car I wasn't like giving myself a pep talk like okay ask him everything about himself and be yeah. mysterious it, that yeah. just I just didn't have any interest in opening up to these people so I didn't exactly like also it's like I didn't feel safe doing that because I'm like you're gonna take all this information and then like fuck weaponize off a couple- it yeah, yeah exactly exactly and I'm like no I'm not it, it was subconscious I think for me where because I wasn't like obviously getting out and being like all right here's how I'm gonna play this tonight like I watched this TikTok it told me how to get Hank like yeah. sinker him like la, la, la. no it was just like yeah. I'm not giving myself to you because I know your ass isn't gonna give yourself to me in that capacity so Let's just have fun, enjoy, enjoy whatever we do. And then, and I think it kind of goes back into what you were saying is like, okay, so, cause, cause that worked for me. Right. I mean, and I'm sure it worked for you. I got to hang out and be with whoever, honestly, whoever I wanted to be with. But I think that also, if we think about, you know, whatever you put out, we'll come back to you. Of course, like it's like you said, I mean, it took a few before (laughs) you met, you know, who you're with now. And I feel like if you're constantly putting that out, why does the universe, why does, why do we deserve a genuine person right in front of us? I just feel like something should change. And then, and and then on the odd occurrence that we do keep fucking off and that happening, which I'm about to ask your story. And I feel like maybe that is, (laughs) maybe you're the lucky one, but I just, yeah, I don't know. I want to know what changed. How did you meet your current boyfriend? How did you decide? And when did you decide? to take it seriously like were you using the standoff method like you know still or what was different in him and others that made you just act different so I love this because what I was going to say is that if I could go looking back at how I was acting before and how I was literally just continuously attracting all these fuck boys it's like I totally understand why because who I am today and like my morals and values do not align with who I was a year ago And it's just like the way I would come off on Instagram, the way I would party on the weekends, the way I would like, you know, breadcrumb people and like kind of leave them on red and, but leave them in, in the, in the mix with like the texting, like on the roster, if you, as you will call it, Uh um, that kind that energy I was putting out was why I was attracting all these fuck boys, to be honest. And it's like these men, as far as like, if I'm relating it to Grant, these men look, will look at you and like categorize you. And I think Tinks, who's a blogger in LA, she talks about this where it's like, you're either the girl they're going to date. There's like two boxes or something, or the girl that you're just a hookup girl. Uh And so it, it really is like you taking yourself seriously and presenting that energy to them. That's when they're going to, I think, come, come in and take you more seriously. So I do believe in the, putting the energy out 
whatever. However, my situation, that was not what was happening. And I think, I think I got lucky and I don't know why to this day. I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because he pulled me out like right at the good, like the perfect time. Like, holy shit. Um, so I'll tell you that story. I went to Arizona state. So I'm in Arizona a lot because I absolutely love Scottsdale. If you've never been to Scottsdale, shame I have on you. not. Oh my goodness. Get your ass there or come whenever I'm there because I will take you out. It is the best, like healthiest, cleanest, like it's, it's like, wow. Nice. Yeah. I got Everything. The city is set up nice. Like it's just, oh, I love it. And the weather's amazing. I love the desert heat. Blah, blah, blah. I could go on forever. Anyway, <laughs> I am there in Scottsdale on a girl's weekend. Obviously, we are partying. We are doing our thing. Everybody's staying at my place there. And we go out one day. And we're at this club in Scottsdale. It's called Maya Day Club. And we're walking around. And this guy comes up to me. And he's like, hey, you and your girls should come over to our table. And I'm just like, I look over at the table and I see this six, six, there's, there's like noise in the background. No, no, you're good. I see this six, six tree looking fuck boy with this backwards hat on. He's got this like handkerchief around his neck and graphic t shorts. And, but it's his friend that's asking me to come over, but I see him and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We will be over there in just, <laughs> in just a tip. Let me round the girls up and we are coming over. And he's like, okay, okay. Um, and so you go, go to your there. girls, you're like, handkerchief's mine, but let's go. <laughs> I'm like, listen up, see the tree over there? Don't look at him. Other than that, fair <laughs> game. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, no, so I go up, I, we go up to the table. I walk straight up to Grant and I'm like, hi, I'm Megan. He's like, sup, I'm Grant. He literally like dabs me up, like gives me oh. no time of day, looks away. <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh, uh, okay, that's how we're going to play it you're like and, cute of you to try to humble me however I've got some tricks too let's go yeah I'm like listen two can play this game like whatever sorry I'm turning the fan off um and so basically we all leave the table like 15 minutes after because I'm not interested in his friend and we like go to his Instagram because we're like who is this fucker like who is this guy why like where is he from we've never seen him in Scottsdale like also, all the guys in Scottsdale are usually, like, five foot tall and, like, juice heads, like, super buff or just, like, oh, like wow. not, not it. So, like, okay, hey, so like, I'll be going there for a girl's weekend is what you're saying. But, okay. Yeah, so you're, yeah, so you're coming. So, basically, you're coming. And, but Grant really stood out. And so, we're like, where is this guy from? And it turned out that he had just moved to Scottsdale. And all his boys had come to visit. And, anyway, so we stalk his profile. I don't hear from him for six months. Maybe less than that. Maybe like four. No, yeah, six months because it was that was in April and it was like wow, I didn't hear from him until September. And so fast forward, you know, all those months later, and it's September, and I get this DM from Grant, and I'm no like, way. wait, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I remember this profile, and I like he sends me some some DM that's like, aren't you the girl on all the posters in Target? Just like <gasps> something that I would never normally respond to. But because yeah. I remembered his profile, I'm like, oh, game time. Yeah. Now it's my turn. <laughs> now it's my turn. And he's like, he just, I have never had a man in my DMs, re- like literally talking to himself almost, like, yeah. like replying to my stories, like, oh my, like just, but like funny stuff, stuff that wasn't like annoying cringe. It was just Yeah, it like, wasn't just fire emojis, right? No, he was like at, he was like, it was like quality, like responses and so I've kept finding myself like liking him more even though I did not want to I was trying to ghost this man be cold to this man not reply to him leave him on red just because of how he treated me at Maya and like I'm trying you were like yeah look at me at Target fuck you yeah I'm like yeah yeah I am you found me now fuck off like no and so finally he's like is he sends me a message I'm in Belize at this point I remember and um he sends me a message he's like is there any chance I could graduate from the Instagram DMs to get your number Oh, and wow. I was, I like left him on red for two days. He's like, so about that number, like this man is persistent. And I mean, because he messaged me once I got respect for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And wait till you hear about our first date. Like, <laughs> so he, I, I'm like, fine, here's my number. Like whatever. I'm like enjoying the attention from him because it's like, it's interesting attention. It's like he, the things he's saying, I'm like, oh, that's funny. Oh, I like that. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, you can have my number. Cause I'm loving the attention at this point. Um, and so I get back from that trip and it's October and I was kind of seeing someone at the time that it was very light, obviously mm-hmm. it, it was still just like a roster number, but like, yeah. but like 
It was just like your Wednesday. It's fine. (laughs) Exactly. It's just my Wednesday, you know, and he was like supposed to take me. She was, he was supposed to go on a double date with two of my, my girlfriend and her boyfriend. And then we were all going to, we were going to go to Halloween Horror Nights um, at Universal Mm -hmm. Studios. And the night before he, and Grant had been trying to take me on a date, take me on a date, take me on a date. And I was just like, no, I can't, no, I can't, no, I can't. And so this, this same week, Grant is in LA on a Monday for a football game because he's in football, he's in sports agents, whatever, sports agent stuff, whatever. Uh And so Grant's in LA. And that night I had plans with this, this other guy that I was like talking to at the time. And so I was like, no, sorry, I can't see you. And Grant's like, well, I made us reservations at STK. Like I want to take you to dinner. And I'm like, oh no, I'm just waiting for this man that does the bare minimum to come (laughs) hang out with me. Right. Um, Like idiot. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm literally an idiot. Like looking back, I'm like, oh, you're like, I'm waiting on a text that maybe won't even come tonight, but no, (laughs) since you have a a legit Haley, probably not. (laughs) Yeah. You just hit it nail on the head. I was literally waiting for the potential plan that we had decided we were going to do like two days ago of this man coming over so anyway grant like we missed the st like grant misses the stk reservation and he texts me again at like 10 p.m he's like could i like take you to a denny's he's like i just want to come and see you missed the reservation yeah oh oh yeah because i was i was like i was like no i'm sorry i can't i'm too busy like la 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 like obviously not telling him i had other plans like i had potential other plans and and then grant's like well could i come and like pick you up and take you to to denny's or something like he's like i just really want to see you and i'm like no I'm still waiting for this. It's 11. It's 11 p.m. Like, no, I'm still waiting. Absolutely. We've got three more hours of hope. That's (laughs) before I throw the talent. And so anyway, Grant ends up going back to Arizona. Um, I don't end up seeing him while he's in L.A. this week. And fast forward to Thursday. And Grant's still texting me, texting me, texting me, like not giving up trying to see me. And I'm just like, I'm just not there yet. And Mm -hmm. this is this is the push that put me there. That I was like, whoa, the universe is trying to tell me something. So, so Thursday, we're, I'm on the phone with this guy that I was kind of seeing at the time. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to take you to, um, on, on like the double date that we're supposed to go to tomorrow night. He's like, mm-hmm. I have, I have a lot of work. He's like, you need to queue up number two on the roster. That was his final words to me. Wow. You should, you should queue up number two on the roster. And I'm just like, did I really just allow a man to like disrespect me that way, flake on me the night before? And am I going to let him make a fool out of me when I show up to this double date with no one? And, or do I have to cancel this? Like, no, I'm still going. And and guess what? I will queue up number two on the roster. So you, (laughs) you can fuck off and then I will, I will go do me. Right. Um, so I text Grant at 6am on Friday morning and I said, do you want to take me on a first date? And Grant sends me a flight back. Uh, uh and that was our and I pick him up from the airport at like 2 p.m that day and the, I mean the rest is literal history and I thank god every single day for thank god for that fucking loser right yes, yes like... because that that loser flaking on me lit a fire in my ass to give someone else another chance thank it was god actually for your tried. habits too yes. you know because if you didn't have those habits you wouldn't have even yep met someone yes. who's so inconsistent I bet I know a hundred percent. And then like, I just remember, I just have never like connected with someone so, so much, like initially meeting them. And it's just after that, I was like, all right, it's time to, it's time to straighten up because this man's dead ass. He is dead (laughs) ass serious. And just the commitment and the persistence and just like showing up like that and being a rock star and being thrown into the LA world, like Mm -hmm. with my friends and had no questions and was just along for the ride. I was just like, wow you are really doing it for me. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I met someone recently who now it's (laughs) not working out. But whenever it was, I, um, I was kind of like I said, like in that same era that you were and then I met someone who did seem like they wanted to um, his was a facade. So I don't have the cute love story like you do right now. (laughs) However, um, it, it did like, you know, you meet someone with a different energy and you're like, Okay, and I'm not really big on matching energies. I don't believe in that because just of different reasons. But I think that like matching like respect levels is huge. And so I think that, yeah, I mean, you and and it is just wild. I mean, that was a great story. I'm like, well, I love (laughs) I love that you say that because you telling me that whatever situation you were going through before ended up being a facade, just like Mm -hmm. him him I'm gonna call it love bombing because like he gave me the grant enough 
to get my attention, but he couldn't yes. hold up that. Yeah, it's like too long. introduces a vibe that he can't maintain. And like, yep. it was just Fugazi to get you where he mm-hmm. wanted you. And so I, that, I told Grant this from the beginning because it scared the absolute shit out of me that that's what he was doing to me. Because yes, that- that's what I said. I was like, you're waiting, like you're trying to crack me. Yes. And then you did. And then as soon as you did, you're going to, and, and thankfully in yes. your situation, that was not the case. But I think that there's a lot of girls like me and like us who, you know, have done the playgirl era. And so then whenever we meet somebody, it's like, we say that we want somebody like nice and genuine. And then we meet them and we're like, oh shit, I'm scared. I'm scared. You're love The chances me. of you, yes, the chances of this being, you know, you saying, and I don't know, it's just not, probably not going to line up. And so, but I think that that's also a mindset that you can't be in because if you, you know, think that then you're projecting that out. But I mean, so, so you told him that you were afraid. Oh, the first night. And he, so, so the first, that day. I said that too. My ego was out the window. I was like, listen, oh, yeah. honestly, you scare me. And I have not felt this for anyone in a long time. Like I told you that. And as soon as I did, the playgirl in me was like punching me in the face. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. And so that's what was so crazy is that normally I would never, ever like open up about that. I'd be like, oh, I'm just playing this game because I already know. But because he was being so like, I could just feel his energy being so genuine, so good. And that night I told him like in the text when I sent him like, do you want to go on a date with me tonight? After that, I was like, you need to get your own hotel room. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing it this way. Like, you're not staying with me tonight. That's not what this is going to be. We're going to, we're going to do this proper. And he was like, oh yeah, I'll have a hotel room, whatever. So anyway, we get back from like going to a bar after we went to these haunted, haunted, like Hollywood nights thing. Uh Um, We went to a bar after that. And then we came back to my place and we were just sitting on my balcony talking and talking, 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 obviously we had been drinking and there's a conversation there that happened about me being like, I just feel like you're love bombing me because you're coming on so strong and you're so sure about what you want. I feel like you barely know me. And so it's mm-hmm. scaring me. And, and he, to this day, he's like, the fact that you cry, I was literally sobbing on yeah. the balcony. Like, I'm, like, you I'm just wanted so it scared. To be true, right? Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, and then, it, and then it just made me realize how tired I was how tired I was of playing the game, yeah. of being on the streets, how, how much I actually in my heart, that even sounded though never easier. it feels me, like it's easier. It's right. Not. And even though I never would allow myself to admit it, like I really wanted love. I wanted companionship. I wanted safety. I wanted mm-hmm. all of those things. Like the little Indiana girl inside me was still yeah. in there. And as much all the walls that I'd been building up while living in LA and being, you know, I'm a bad bitch and I, I don't need no man and I can do this. And la, 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 la. it's like, at the end of the day, I was just lying to myself because mm-hmm. that shit came out the minute I like opened up about it. And he was just like, he's like, I swear I'm dead ass about you. And I want to do this. He's like, you were the only person I'm pursuing. And I was just like, no man has ever been that upfront and real and genuine. And you're scaring the literal shit out of me because I want it to be true. Right. So, so that was, it's crazy. So how did you, how did you go into your first post with him were you nervous how did he feel about it how was the I know that the feedback was actually probably amazing compared to what you were saying because I went back and looked and we've been in love since you posted it but I want to know how you felt um posting that what was the first post you made with him if you remember and how did he feel about that yes so the first post I made with him I think we were on an escalator and (laughs) This is oh my god! Was it like his back, Megan? I can't. I I think we were at the Grove. I know the soft launch. <laughs> I don't think I tagged him, but I know that we were at the Grove, and it's like there's this there's this escalator, and then there's a mirror that happens, and he had he was literally just kissing me. I just picked him up from the airport. We were stopping at the Grove to grab something, which is a mall in LA, mm-hmm. and I had my phone out, and I was recording it, and he was like, he was like kissing my forehead or something. And I think that was my first like reels, like video posting him, but uh-huh. I didn't, I obviously didn't tag him, but like the video audio behind it was like, if you see me happy, leave me alone. Like I deserve oh, this or geez. something. And that was, I think I launched him though first on TikTok because like, I felt like my TikTok following doesn't really like, I'm not as like personal on TikTok. Like I can say yeah. whatever I want on TikTok. Um, but like my closer friends are more on Instagram just cause I've been on it for longer. So I think I waited like a week after that. But I was so nervous, but I was also excited because I was also just like, like ready to take myself off, off the market. Like, I don't know. I would just like, it was this weird feeling where I was like, this, I need that. Like, I'm ready to like release this almost because it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm like holding this in. And I know people are kind of probably wondering because I probably posted a couple stories of like his back or like 
his hand in my hand or like, like we're in the car and like, whatever. Like I had done that definitely on stories, but my first hard launch post was, was that escalator post. And like, it felt really good though. After it was like freeing. Also, anytime, anytime I've ever like posted something that's a little bit like, Ooh, on Instagram, like, Oh, should I post to that? Maybe not. It's always Uh a good, it's like a weird, weird, good feeling to do Uh that. (laughs) Yeah. How do you navigate long distance I know now you guys are living together but I think that with someone who's like independent and super busy so Mm -hmm. whenever I met the guy that didn't work out with the most recent guy I was telling him that like I'm very independent like I work for myself I make my own schedule so we did not live in the same state at the time and what he didn't really realize is that okay well whenever I come into town or you come into town every two and three weeks and we get to spend these four or five days together that's more time than I would get to spend with someone locally anyways because I'm so busy that like a day-to-day I mean if I'm dating someone hardcore dating we're probably gonna see each other twice a week only for a few hours because I have so much shit going on so like being able to actually dictate that time and be completely free for them for those three or four days and do that you know what I mean and so at the end of the month you have a whole week that you've been with them I feel like people look at long distance as it's less time but whenever you really think about it and if you have a schedule like this then it's not I am literally on board with you because I'm the same way I'm also I like I like to spread myself super thin and there's something in my yeah. blood and, 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 and we'll, we'll um, unpack that another day for therapist, <laughs> why I just can't stop. And it drives Grant crazy, but because he's, he's like, he's more balanced. Like he likes to like sit at home and like rest. He sees the value. Of I resting. like to think that I'm balanced, but I am very there's, much the yeah, same. Of, no, let me go and meet up with Tiffany and then him and then do this or whatever and make everybody yes. happy. Because if I'm sitting at home, then I'm thinking about everything else I can yep. be doing. Thank you. <laughs> At 100%. And then like, that's not worth it. And I'd rather just, you know, book myself, book myself, book myself. But with, yeah. with long distance, uh, so Grant was living in Arizona. I was living in LA. So it wasn't that bad. Um, and we were seeing each other probably every weekend to every other weekend if we had stuff going on on the weekends. But it's just such a quick trip or a drive. Like it's the flight's 45 minutes, the drive's five hours. So we were doing that long distance wise. And so every time we were together, it would make our time really special. And it would be us just being totally focused on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would do when he would come visit LA is pack our schedules the way I would pack mine during the week. So mm-hmm. it'd be brunch with this person. Then we're going here. Then we're going to hit this car- club or bar, or then we're going to do this. And then we're going to go hike this. And then we're going to go to this workout class. And we're going to go have brunch here and then have dinner here. And like, it got to a point long distance wise where he's like, every time I come see you, he's like, we're so busy. I feel like we're not just getting that like quality time. Like, Right. And I'm, and I was just like, oh, so you don't need me to completely pack our schedules for you to enjoy your time with me. So that's, that's <laughs> yeah, you're nice like, you actually like me. Don't yeah, you, you actually that? like me I'm actually in love with you, Megan, but okay. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't need to do all this stuff to have a good time with you. And I'm like, okay. Um, yeah. See, see, that's what away. I find. Yeah. Like whenever you meet someone like that, it's like, okay, I'm not, you know, I don't not like this. I actually really do. You're just going to have to give me a second and adapt to it because it's so different than like yes. what you were used to. Yes. And it's like, I want him to have the best time ever. And I want to show him the best time ever. And in my head, to me, the best time ever is being this busy and having all like doing all these things. And it's like, no, the actual like, and that's what I thought it was. But the best time mm-hmm. ever is just like, just being with him and just like, connecting and like sitting and relaxing and like that is just as important and just as nice and just as fun and so for sure we, and we were talking like about you guys this have that actual connection where whenever you were you know talking to the fuck boys and you were a fuck girl I mean there was no connection there so of no. course you had to be reliant on yes the situations to buy yes. to provide excitement <laughs> and Grant and I were talking about this last night on our car ride home he was like he's like I just feel like we're the perfect balance of I'm a homebody and you're a busy bee and so I ground you to come home and to rest because you won't. And then you get me out of the house and you make me do yes. things that I would never do because he's a habit creature by habit. Like mm-hmm. he ha- he's OCD, he's type A, he's got, he likes to be at home. He likes his space. He likes his food. He likes all these things. And he's just like, I pull the adventure out of him. I'm like, no, we're going to go try this. We're going to do this. And he's always hesitant at first, but he always does it. And I appreciate that. Um, I think that's a good example of opposites attracting and working yes. well, because if you match that, rambunctious energy it's like hang on we are doing way too much but then if you're also always at home it's like we're not doing anything and we're boring and then one of us is gonna be like 
Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. That is a perfect, yes, I agree with you. And I'm so grateful <clears throat> that you brought that up because that's the, it's the one time I do think opposites really do attract and it's good to yes. have opposition and like pull each other in different directions. Um, so I'm super grateful for that. But as far as long distance, when we're away from each other, because, because you and I are so busy, it's kind of nice being long distance at times, even though right. it can, it can make the others, like the other person insecure, you, us being so busy, like, what are you doing all day? Why aren't you responding immediately? Mm-hmm. Like, blah, 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 blah. But I think that that just takes communication and like, trust building and and it's so easy to send that text and say yes hey I'm doing this for the or like you know to have like a even I mean a fucking google calendar like that sounds lame but you know what I mean just so they can look and say she's not not responding she's actually in a meeting until this time and I think that that goes into like being not like a low maintenance girl like in like a relationship wise but I am not that girl who I want you to text me every second of the day because I really I truly I don't even have the time to respond I really don't even want to that often yeah 100% yeah I think I feel like we're on our phones so much anyway that it's like adding another layer to that I will say though Grant's really he's really big on like the safety when I'm in LA and he's not here so (laughs) which I'm like I love that but at the same time, I've just never had that. And so some, like at first I was just like, why do you need to know that? He's like, I just, yes. I just want to make sure that when you drove to Orange County today, that you made it safely because. Yeah. It's hard to think that he actually cared. Cares. That he was just like, oh, I think that you're with someone else. Now. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's taken me so long to, you know, bust down all of those trauma responses and all those assumptions I've made from the shitty people I've dated in the past to just know that, no, this man is just like genuinely cares about you and your safety. And he. He see like he sees you long term, and so like he doesn't want anything to happen to you, and like that's like it's like a sweet like genuine thing that now I'm conditioning myself back to. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like okay, wait, no, he's this is good, like this is healthy. Yeah, I think that that goes into my. I want to get into like some hot takes and like extra questions. I I was gonna say like Mm -hmm. toxic tendencies or maybe something that you notice within yourself that maybe you've had to adapt to, and I think that that's a great example, right? So instead of him being like, hey, like you know, where are you? And instead of you bouncing back and being like what do you not trust like me defensive. you know what I yeah. mean yes oh and that is my number one Haley yeah. number one toxic trait is that <laughs> I think I have this like you're out to get me you're out to get me your me intentions too. aren't genuine. I've had people like, literally look at me and be like Haley I'm not like weaponized I'm not against you every yeah. time that I talk to you and I'm like I'm sorry it's in me I'm trying to change it like they're like you are so defensive and they're not wrong no I, I and I get defensive immediately it, 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 it like triggers me. It, I call it, it's like my trigger. I'm like, Oh, so this is how it's coming off to me that your, your intentions behind this. Mm-hmm. So I need you to like, you have to assume the best. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. assume the best, assume people's intentions are genuine until proven otherwise. But for me, I do the opposite where I'm like, it's trying to guard myself. And, like, I'm pessimistic. My yeah. It's no. just the fact that it, the chances of that happening to me and that have that happened to me are literally nine times out of 10. It yep. was not because they cared about my best interest. No. And it's like, you want to protect yourself. So keeping your guard up is sometimes a safer option or like assuming the worst is good because then it can only go up from there. And, but now that I'm in like a, I'm with a guy that's a really healthy, like relationship guy and like, doesn't have the trauma that I have. I'm like, wait, that's this is actually burning me because he 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 needs to be my safe place he needs to be I think that, yeah it goes into like the greater risk greater reward type yes. shit right so it's like yes. okay if you want that spectacular rare relationship you're gonna have to do something that's spectacular and rare within yourself and it means actually yes. just letting your fucking guard down and that yeah. is I'm literally preaching to myself right now because it is hard <laughs> it's it's so hard and it's just because I'm a control freak, and the only yeah. thing that I know that I can control, I can't control others, but I can try. I think I can, but I can't. That's like my issue. I think I can control the way that I feel in my protection. And so I over control it and I don't mm-hmm. let people, you know. Something else that I am working on is I'm very reactive. Like I'm, I'm quick to fire. I don't Me give it too. time I to move settle. based on emotions. Yes. 100, 100%. Hard on my sleeve. Like, if I feel a little bit triggered by you, like, I'm not, I'm not going to let it go. Like, I'm going to say something like, wait, 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 like, whatever. And that was actually my next question. I was going to ask, how is your temper? How is your like, arguing manner? Like, do you think that you go kind of crazy? Or do you are you learning to like, give it a rest and then go back to it? Because I'm more so like, I do have a temper for sure. But also, I, um, 
I can't just let something rest and then go back to it because that going back to it moment, I have a fear of like us not even having that next conversation. So like, I don't want to go to sleep upset, you know? So I, I oh. want to like talk it out and work it out. <laughs> I am literally the same. I am reactive. I am temper driven. Like it takes me a snap to, to get to that. And I'm just like, whoa, defense, like whatever. But what I've been working on is because I'm the same way. I want to deal with it right then, right there. I want to figure it out. Or was he like, whoa, you go a zero to a hundred really quick, Megan? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, wait, wait, wait. He's like, let's take a breath. He's very good (laughs) about this. He's like, wait, let's take a breath. We're going to talk about this. And, and, but it just took me a while to trust that we're actually going to talk about this. We're actually going to work through it. We're not going to let it brush under and then for it to explode again later. And he's very, very good. Trying to get like the last word in, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh, 100%. Also, I'm an only child. So like, it's my way or the highway. And like, I'm really and he's not. And so he's been really helping me with there's a time and a place. It's also it's not going to get resolved when we're both this like hot tempered about it. He's like, let's let's bring it down. Let's relax. Let's For take sure, 30 minutes. Then you're focusing go on a walk. On who can be nastier? Not even the issue at the end. I feel one hundred percent. And it's like, or who's right? Like it's not about who's right. Let's just find, mm-hmm. but like let's just understand each other's sides and then find a solution. So the next time we'll do better. Um, mm-hmm. And also understanding once again just the intention behind like why'd you do that? Like what was your yeah. intention behind doing that? Instead of assuming that like you know because you like think you know like you know me no so everything and knows it yeah <laughs> and so I've been I've been trying to when I feel myself getting triggered or I feel that fire start to burn inside me I need I'm like I'm taking breaths I have this superhuman podcast or superhuman app that has um different meditations that help with like being triggered and like calms me down yes and I'll just like go on a just little plug walk. in the app you guys no but yes. I'm gonna like look that up immediately no seriously <laughs> look up the superhuman app in all aspects of life um, Mimi Bouchard it's her superhuman superhuman app this app will change your life with as far as like manifesting and like goal mm-hmm. setting and like relationships all it'll man- you'll manifest everything in your life um I love this app so much so obviously like go download this app. Not that this is about this, but, um, no, yeah, (laughs) that's just one of the things that has helped me a lot. And it's just taking a breath and just remembering that, like, like, I don't know, like bringing yourself back to, back to earth, because for me with the temper stuff, it's like, it just, it's quick to fire. And sometimes I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't have control of it. Um, but I've just, I've really started to dial back with that. And it's, it's been a hard, hard thing to do, but. Yeah. And I think with those, you know, past connections, whether it be like family relationships, like even if it's just platonic and not romantic, it just, whenever you're in those fights, it's like, you feel like, like we said, like you have to get the last word in and things like that, because you think that, and, and yeah, I mean, those, those arguments that we're so conditioned to be in are arguments that we're having based on, not even the issue at hand it's just who can be meaner and nastier and who can win this fight whenever you walk away feeling like did we even solve the issue or no we solved why we're not mad at each other anymore but the issue at hand is still good and so then it keeps coming up you know and so right and back to back to that is like he always tells me he's like Megan I am on your team I am on your team Mm -hmm. and like he's constantly has to remind me of that and thank god he does but I'm like you're right we love each other. Like what we don't need, like we love yeah. each other. So let's move I want to add in something about the conversations that he was having with you. Um, just like you said, like outside, whenever you guys were drinking mm-hmm. after a long night, just everything and like the date and just and stuff. Um, I think that not even like a <laughs> I think what usually happens with people like in the influencer or just every just everyday life I feel like whenever people approach other people they compliment them on obviously like superficial things like your looks and things like that and it's not even the fact of like okay you say I'm prettier okay I think that you're a hot guy and stuff that's cool but what happens is like we want to be seen for who we know we are so like whenever we're sitting down with someone and they're like wow you're very smart and you're very this it's like whoa this person's actually seeing me the way that I see myself and the way that I want to be seen and I think that maybe Grant was one of the first people in a while that actually saw you for you and not just you know I mean Instagram yeah like people will come up and be like wow you're so hot and my friends are like why are you not interested and I'm like because you guys that's so nice that he thinks I'm hot I think he's hot as fuck too you know right but But that he doesn't know me you guys (laughs) yeah okay I am so glad you brought this up because this was a huge obviously 
a huge thing because on Instagram, I come off a certain way. And so I don't, and I don't even know what way that comes off sometimes. So I don't know what that's attracting. Mm -hmm. And another reason why I was so scared of Grant at first, because I'm like, you, you never really met me. And when you, I don't even know if you, and I didn't know if he had remembered this um, when we went on our first date, but I'm like, the first time you met me, when you met me in person, you weren't into it. Mm -hmm. You weren't down. You, you brushed me off, which Mm -hmm. I learned later was he was like, well, my friend brought you over because my friend was obsessed with you and he wouldn't stop talking about you because he had followed you on Instagram. (laughs) And so I, what was I supposed to do, Megan? Like, like get your number too. He's like, I was trying to respect my friend. And I'm like, and he's like, and so I, then I had to let all that pass over and thank God you didn't like text my friend back and like, let like answer his DMS. And so then I had a chance to be like, okay, well she didn't like you. So I'm going to try now. And he had, but he had to wait. He's like, I had to be respectful of the time frame and all that. Cause like he wanted to try to pursue you. Mm-hmm. And, but Grant was like, I, and this is something that hit me that night whenever we were on the balcony and like having our first like real talk, which was amazing. He was <laughs> like, I had, I had been watching you on Instagram for a very long time. He's like, I was checking in on you. He was like, I knew that when I was ready, I wanted to seriously pursue you because at the end of the day, he's like, I see who you are on Instagram. And I think that's, that's really sexy and attractive. He's like, but then I also know that there's that Midwest Indiana girl that (laughs) like I see and that I I, like feel the genuine intent behind and that's what I wanted to explore. And Mm -hmm. he's like, in the minute we went on that date and that when we were talking, he's like, you weren't annoying everything you said I was aligning with. He's like, I just had this gut feeling and, and the thing grant, and I will say this, he has, he has very good gut intentions and I cannot let get anything past that. <laughs> Not one thing. And I will never try again because that man has gut instincts and intuition, like no one I've ever met in my entire life. And so, and I love that about him, but when he, when he is set on something, he's going to get it and he's going to do it. And nobody, nobody's going to achieve anything the way that that man is going to. And like, I respect that about him, but see, I think that goes into, yeah, like whenever you were saying, um, the, like, you don't even know how people perceive you and stuff like that. I mean, like, you, you know, you put this out there and you hope that it's with great intentions, but you have no control over it. Right. And so I found that, and I'm sure that this has happened to you a million times, but like you meet people and you're having a conversation and they go. I like I've met guys and they've said like through Instagram and stuff and they've said um or girls and they've been like wow you're a lot deeper than what I thought and I sit there and I think you know what you think that you just complimented me but really you kind of just pissed me off because what do you mean by that like did you think I was gonna come over and we were just gonna sit and talk about pictures like I just and and it's the backhanded compliments yeah yeah and so I think that the reason why I mean that kind of ties into like I said him seeing you like the last guy that actually caught my attention I think that it happened because he didn't even honestly like we hung out a few times and every time he never of I mean he would throw in small compliments but he was never he never even touched on my appearance so much so on the fact to where I was like hang on is he even into like you know what I mean I was like yeah a minute but then I was like whoa I'm super into this because like you know there's so much more to say and he was seeing me the way that I see myself in the way that I want to be seen so much because like you go around and you feel so misunderstood because you are, because guess what? You've met those people who meet you and go, whoa, you're a lot deeper than what I thought. (laughs) 100%. And I think being seen for your soul is the hottest, most attractive, like, like peaceful thing ever. And like, Mm -hmm. just feeling like you're actually seen and praised for your quirks and, the things that are inside opposed to just being like, yeah, you're fire. You're hot. I'm attracted to you. And like, you're like the trophy wife that I've always wanted. Like for sure. The, dif- like the difference in that like a trophy to them. And that's when yeah. you feel so small. Yes. Oh my gosh. 100%. And with, you know, when I was in, in the streets phase, that's, that's all it was. And you can, mm-hmm. you can just totally tell the difference when you finally are in alignment with someone that is seeing your actual soul and not just what you put on Instagram or, or the out, just how you look in person. Like it's, it's amazing. And it's really important sure. to, to dial into that and manifest that ladies. We have to. For sure. <laughs> yes. I want to lead that into like a wrap up note. I want some, I feel like this whole, this has been amazing. Oh, good. I'm so <laughs> whole happy. thing was more so of like the advice for it, but just any words for just people or anything like anyone listening who maybe feels like they are getting stuck in the hookup culture and they're not finding genuine connections do you Mm -hmm. have advice for them or just um 
I don't know. I mean, I can't say like, what was your trick? One day did you wake up and get, because I mean, we just went over that story of that actually if, wasn't your story, but what is yes. your advice to that? My advice is because if, if I could go back in time, I don't recommend the straight phase. I don't, rec- I, you need to live in the alignment that you want to attract. You need to live mm-hmm. the way and be who you, who you want to attract. Like if you want to attract someone that's genuine, that doesn't party on the weekends, that like does all these things is like maybe traveling with just their friends or do, like doing things that are wholesome, good. Like you need to be that you need to embody that because they men see right through it. They know when they're just getting like the playgirl, they know when they're getting Right. I think you need to like sit with yourself, right. And realize what it is that you want, because the playgirl era and the playboy era, that's fine if you don't want anything serious. And so I think that I went into that and you went into that thinking that as well, but then deep down, like you said, part of you, that wasn't fully it. So I think you need to come to yourself. (laughs) And I feel like I thought like, okay, eventually someone's going to stick. Like someone eventually is going to see my soul. Like someone's going to stick, but it just, it just doesn't work that way. And I think also the temporary highs of like all the attention you get when you're in that stage, it's great. It's fun. I'm, They're temporary, I'm glad you're experiencing like you it, but you feel so empty when you come down from that and the fulfillment you get from like actual genuine connection, whether it's with friendships or, or like a, an intimate, whatever, mm-hmm. it's so much more grounding and fulfilling and it's going to keep you so much more full and keep you happy and keep you attracting all the good things in life opposed to these temporary high like attention grabbing, like fixes that you're getting once or twice a week. Like it's for sure. I I just really recommend and digging deep and grounding yourself and it's worth it at the end. And we need to stop this culture, this, this shitty culture of like (laughs) all of us hurting each other. Like I just, I want that. I know because it it just makes it even harder to whenever we meet our grant to trust it. Right. And hope that someone will be as persistent as he was and to, you know, convincing you and showing you because I think that you know there are good people out there but why why do we expect the good people to just take the faults of all the shitty people that we've had in the past like I wouldn't have looked at him as a bad person for after that second or third time explaining to you yes it's okay walking away because why do we expect someone you know thank god he's amazing and you guys are perfect but like you know what I mean we can't expect that from you know, a good person isn't someone who gets walked all over. I could not. And he, and to be honest, he fights this to this day, like trying to break down barriers to this day sometimes where he's like, I love you. Like, I, this is not, I, I'm not, you're taking this the wrong way. Like, like we said, right. the, the, the previous like barriers that I've had or the trauma responses and triggers, he's like, and I'm so grateful. I found a man that's willing to put up with that, but I'm telling you guys do the work yourself too, because not every man it's it's not attainable like grants no. i'm so grateful for him and i'm so, i'm like wow it's not beyond you guys. blessed I'm on the but other side megan's one in a million so no. oh my gosh. Well, thank you thank you <laughs> but um yeah it, i i love what you said there where it take responsibility for your trauma and your triggers and and know that there are good good people out there and you just have to be a good person yourself to attract those people right and the great person will fight for you but don't make them fight an endless fucking battle right 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 like at at the end of the day you got to own your shit you have to own it Mm -hmm. and you don't do not make that person miserable just because they're willing to put up with it (laughs) <laughs> right another people for sure oh my gosh thank run you away. so much Megan I love this I feel like this is something that I wish I would have listened to a year ago whenever oh. I was in the streets but it's okay because yes <laughs> because I'm hearing it now and so is everyone else and we are rooting for you we love you and oh. I just want to say thank you again so much well thank you so much for having me on today it was so nice to connect with you finally and yeah I hope this advice is helpful and once again my dms are always open because this is something that I love to talk about and and like hear your sides of everything so always always come in and let me know if you guys need anything because I'm here for sure we love you and we cannot wait to see so much more of you and your relationship and your fashion we didn't touch on that we'll touch on that a different day yes yes, we have to yes yeah we had to jump into this but thank you so much and we will catch you later okay (laughs) bye-bye That was a wrap on the episode with Megan. Honestly, probably one of my favorite conversations, um, just the relatability. And I feel like there was something that everyone 
can gain or relate to or just by listening to her story, which was so um, entertaining, but hopeful, you know, at the same time. And so um, I love that. The next episode is going to be a solo. The next two episodes will be solo. So we will um, touch on more of those topics that I had mentioned before. But thank you guys for listening. I am so happy to be doing this. This is something that I've been wanting to do for so long and to be able to talk to people who are super inspiring like Megan is truly a dream to me. So um, thanks for listening, you guys. Go support Megan. Go support the pod, please. I love being able to um, put this out for you guys. So thank you and I hope you all have a great day, night, whatever time you're watching this and I will talk to you soon.